0: The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley.
1: Hello, this is Tim.
2: And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast.
1: And this episode episode (laughs) is still on... Violence, and Ayurveda look at violence. However, we're going to be bringing it in to the Upanishads.
2: Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: And we're back. And we're talking about the Upanishads as they're related to uh, Tim Larkin's book on...
2: Violence. When violence is the answer... It is the only answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Disclaimer.
1: <laughs> so that's that's his book, and yes. we've done two episodes on it so far, and we're probably going to do a couple more after this. It's it's a pretty intense look at when you're bringing Ayurveda uh, to today's yoga and Ayurveda, yes, and how the ancients spoke about it. Uh-huh. So we we thought we'd bring in the Upanishads because the Upanishads are like the oldest scriptures. Yeah, they
2: are they are part of the oldest scriptures, part of of the Vedas. They are actually the oldest scriptures that are uh, realistic, that have uh, that have huge application in today's world.
1: Okay, and and the Upanishads are part of what?
2: Part of the Vedas. Okay, And
1: just explain the Vedas a little bit. The
2: Vedas are the oldest written form of science, philosophy, psychology, uh, religion, whatever you want to call it, that uh, were documented in uh, India, in ancient India. They are thousands of years old, and there are four of them. They are called Rig Veda, Yajur, Sama, and Atharva.
1: And what part is the, Uta, Upanishads, the Upanishads from? The
2: Upanishads are come from each Veda, and uh, they are the last part of each Veda. Because what uh, what some of the ancient sages did, the ancient, ancient yogis.
1: They, Not yogis, sages. Uh, sages, yep, yes. Because they weren't yogis, No, they, they were sages.
2: Exactly, to be precise, they were sages. Thank you for that. So, the ancient sages, what they did is they said, okay, all of that ritualistic, religious, sacrificial stuff, abstract, mystical, is great, but uh, it's all it, like it has no real life value. It denies humanity. What is there that has application to us right here, right now? And so what those brilliant people did, that's why they were sages, they were not yogis. (laughs) (laughs) What those brilliant people did is actually they said, we want to study conscience, the human conscience. We want to study the human body and the human mind in the context of conscience. Because no matter what, we are humans. And we're gonna see how we can make this existence as fulfilling as possible. Basically, they did what the Stoics, the ancient. Stoics mm-hmm. did in ancient Greece and ancient Rome.
1: Yep, and we know they that uh, the same thing. The ancient Greeks were in India.
2: Yes, they and, were.
1: And uh, so the in Upanishads the industry, they yeah. were they were talking back and forth to each other. Exactly. Uh, in fact, I I think we've mentioned this before on other podcasts. We actually have coins yes from that era that yeah. have Greek writing on one yeah. side and Sanskrit writing on the other side. And I think one side has Shiva on it, yep. and the other side well, Z- has uh, Zeus. Zeus.
2: Exactly, exactly. So
1: they were working together. It wasn't like, oh, India was over here, well, and Greece equal- was over here, and they never talked.
2: They were uh, part of the Indo-European uh, culture. Hmm. So that's where the Upanishads came from. They came from the Indo-Europeans.
1: It's, it's so- Which is... The ancients. The
2: ancients. Groups, exactly.
1: Which Indo European also consisted of the Germanic.
2: Exactly. Uh, the Aramaic. Yep. Yep.
1: So that there's a big culture that created a- the Upanishads.
2: Exactly. That's why the Upanishads have a, such a transcendent value through the years. Yep.
1: And the Stoicism, though, came after. The Upanishads.
2: Exactly. Yep.
1: Exactly. So it's almost like they were reading the Upanishads, yes, and then started creating and, Stoicism.
2: Exactly, and even the teachings of a Buddha came after the Upanishads, and Buddha studied the Upanishads. So actually, the Dhammapada, which is considered uh, the sacred book of Buddhism. Is a lot newer than the Upanishads and has similarities, uh, but but and also for those who are familiar with the Bhagavad Gita, the Bhagavad Gita comes after the Upanishads.
1: No, yep. long so, time after. Long
2: time after. So the value of the Upanishads is huge because it is it has it doesn't have the rules and regulations. That the Bhagavad Gita has, or the Dhammapada, it's a lot more abstract. That's why it applies to all cultures, all, all humans. Cu- all humans, exactly. It gives it gives freedom. It's a blueprint, just like Ayurveda. It's a blueprint for human behavior.
1: Is Ayurveda? Part of uh, the Vedic...
2: The, exactly, the Ayurveda is a part of the Vedas, actually part of the Atharva Veda, which is considered the newest uh, Veda. And uh, Ayurveda is considered to be part of the Atharva Veda.
1: Okay, now my question is, because uh, <clears throat> you talk to yogis, yes. and they say yoga is 5,000 years old, or yoga is 3,000 years old, but what they're actually saying is the vedas the
2: vedas exactly and the yoga vedas. has
1: nothing to do with the vedas it's it, a philosoph- it's a practice that came only a couple hundred years ago
2: they the poses that yep. the hatha yoga hatha yoga has nothing to do with the vedas okay completely hatha yoga has absolutely nothing to do with the vedas period
1: okay and ayurveda does though
2: ayurveda does exactly Ayurveda does. Okay.
1: So how does violence Mm -hmm. fit into the Upanishads?
2: Well, violence is... (laughs) Okay, uh, the big picture of Tim Larkin's book, once, uh, once again, is that when violence is the answer, it is the only answer. Right. And uh, what Tim Larkin does is he goes through a lot of uh, case studies, a lot of examples, a lot of uh, analysis that says how you can actually avoid that situation when violence is the only answer. Because
1: yep. yep. right. I know that uh, <clears throat> from my background we taught a lot of awareness Yes. Uh, and most people that have you know I can't say that everybody that has awareness won't get into a situation where they have to use violence Mm -hmm. but if you are aware of your surroundings if you are aware of everything you are less likely to be in a violent situation you actually make the bad guy go to another location instead of yours because you're too hard of a target yes. where they want an easier target. But that doesn't mean that if you're targeted, there's really nothing you can do except train. Yes. So if you're, you're, if you're targeted, say you're a, a jeweler. Yep. And the bad guy wants you. You have to work really hard in being prepared. Yes, and then learning tactics yes. in order to not be a victim. Yes. So um, So, but awareness can stop most of that.
2: Yes, exactly, exactly. But if if awareness could stop everything, then we wouldn't be talking right. about violence having to be the answer. What awareness does is it reduces the risk.
1: Yes. But yep. there is
2: always a risk a risk. there is always a yep. risk. So you just want to minimize the risk.
1: So with that talking about awareness, does the Upanishads talk about awareness?
2: Exactly that's the thing where the Upanishads come in is they say that you you gonna always be aware of your actions, aware of what you're doing. And you wanna always act in the most beneficial way for you as human being and for your environment. The Upanishads say you always have a choice. Uh No matter what you do, any action that you take, you always have a choice and if you choose wisely in the way the upanishads advise then you constantly with every action you constantly improve your human condition and that of your environment your community
1: is that similar to karma
2: that is similar to karma totally totally that is because karma in the Upanishads, karma means, that's very interesting, actually, that karma means action and and it also means the, cons- the consequence of that action. Uh-huh. Because whatever you do,
1: There's a creates block. a path. Sort of like in the Matrix, uh, exactly. Matrix uh, Reload.
2: E- exactly.
1: So, uh, the French guy.
2: Yes. Nope.
1: So... But now back to what are the terms, because I know you were using Sanskrit uh, talking about this yesterday. Yes. Uh, in, uh, when we were chatting about it. Exactly. What is the two things of your decision?
2: So, the, uh, actually, Kata Upanishad, uh, one, uh, one of the uh, main Upanishads, says that there are uh, two types of action. There is uh, two uh, two types of choices. There is the choice that's called prayer. The English pronunciation would be P R E Y A prayer, and there is the one that's called shreya, S H R E Y A prayer and shreya. And the one choice prayer is uh, that choice that brings satisfaction right there right then right there and uh, there is the shreya the other choice that's more difficult it still brings satisfaction but may not be right then and right there so you have the easy choice and you have the difficult choice
1: such as you get a cookie now or you get three cookies later
2: on exactly that's the idea yep
1: yeah. So that, that's actually, they did uh, science studies on that. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Or it's like, I it's time for me to work out. Well, I can work out or I can just hang out on the couch. While hanging out on the couch gives you that immediate pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. Gratification, working out sucks, but the benefits are huge. Yeah. So that's what the Upanishads say. And it's actually, I love the that particular Upanishad, the Kata Upanishad, that talks about it. But we'll talk about the Kata when we are back.
1: That's a good decision.
2: Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you.
1: So you made the decision to go on break. Yes. And now we've made the decision to get off a break. Yeah. You were talking about what?
2: I was talking about the Kata Upanishad. Kata. K-A-T-H-A, Kata Upanishad, that talks about us always having a choice. Okay. Actually, two choices, pretty much.
1: Yeah. And you were saying that uh, Kata is based on death?
2: Yes, actually, Kata Upanishad is... um, is a brilliant one. Kada Upanishad has uh, the dialogue between uh, Nachiketa. Nachiketa is a teenager, okay. a teenage boy, Nachiketa, and the Lord of Death.
1: Oh.
2: And uh, this teenage boy and the Lord of Death have a discussion. The Lord of Death he answers a lot of the questions that the, the teenage boy has. Which is very, very. So it's a story. It's a story. <clears throat> yes, exactly. It's a story, and um, everything in the Upanishads is a story. It's they, they are amazing because they are supposed to be simple uh-huh. for people to relate to. What is very, what is very interesting uh, uh, here in the Kata Upanishad is that it show it shows how the Upanishads were supposed to be taught okay. the Upanishads were supposed to be taught to young people teenag- teenagers to the age of 20 okay. because they they, were, they believed that whatever you're going to do with the rest of your life has to be formed at a young age it's a lot easier yes. it's a lot yep. simpler so, which fits the matrix, right?
1: Because uh-huh. <clears throat> they said that they pulled uh, him out exactly, too late, usually.
2: Exactly. Yep. So that's very interesting. And uh, also, the, the Lord, what the Lord of Death tries to tell Nachiketa is that he has freedom. He has freedom to always decide.
1: You can take the red pill or the blue pill.
2: Exactly, exactly. Isn't that amazing? So, and um, then the other thing that the Lord of Death tells Nachiketa is that we are we are all the same, right? Uh-huh. That and that's a big uh, a big lesson in the Upanishads. We are all the same, but but our True self, like that part of us that is always the same, is encased in five different sheaths. Actually, in four sheaths. And the fifth part is the true self.
1: Okay. What are the
2: sheaths? And the sheaths are what in the commodity yoga world, uh, people talk about as the cautious. Okay. But they never teach them, which is very interesting, in the way they were meant to be taught, as the Upanishads describe them. So those sheaths are our physical body, what we actually touch, right? Uh Uh-huh. Our physical body, the body of food, then is our. So
1: the physical body is the body of food.
2: The body of food,
1: okay. Exactly.
2: Then is our uh, uh, body of breath, okay. Or the vitality, the body of breath, right? Then is our mind in terms of our emotions. Then is our discernment or discrimination,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. our more logical mind. And then is our joy, our bliss, which is the nature that's closest to our true self. Those are the five sheaths Or five envelopes that's why we can't see like you tell people oh we are all the same what the hell are you talking about Uh right I am NOT I don't look the same as you I don't behave the same as you and thank goodness for that (laughs) but it's at the very bottom at the innermost part of our existence That we are all the same. And that's what the Lord of Death tells Nachiketa. Okay. And then the Lord of Death tells Nachiketa that unless all those sheaths are are doing great, you can't see that ultimate joy that's the closest to the true self. And... Aren't you going to ask me, how do you get all those sheets cleaned up? I already know up? the answer.
1: <clears throat> how do you get those sheets cleaned up?
2: Thank you for asking. The Lord of Death tells Neciceta, you start with the outermost, which is the body of food.
1: Ah, so how what you eat affects everything exactly. else.
2: Exactly. So, exactly.
1: So and that fits into the self awareness because the yes. more aware you are, yeah, the more the better you eat. Exactly. The more aware you can be. You're no longer tired, you're it, no longer exactly. cranky, you exactly. can take things less uh
2: personal. Impersonal,
1: so you're able to focus better. Yep. Your focus is a lot better when you put in the right foods.
2: Exactly. Exactly, isn't that amazing? The Upanishads say we are freaking humans. As humans, we have a food body. Let's take care of it. Let's respect it. The Upanishads say waste no food. Respect food. That's the Tatreya Upanishad. That's another one that also talks about the Sheaths. Start with the freaking. Food, yep. Mother Earth gives you food. Everything, the whole universe conspires for you to have food. If you don't respect the food, if you don't choose the food wisely, if you do not waste food, if you don't make the proper choice—not the instant gratification, the difficult choice. With the long-term benefits, you have pretty much zero chances of getting closer to the body of bliss, which is the closest to your true self.
1: Okay. And I know that you had said that uh, uh, they tried to teach the Upanishads to people below the age of 20. Yeah. You also said that uh, the main group of people came from the...
2: Warrior caste. Yes, the warrior caste, the kshatriyas. Because because the student had to have strength and strong will. And those were... uh, um, the more prominent characteristics of the caste of warriors, the Kshatriya. Okay. So you had to have strength and strong will because you had to work with their character and their conduct, as in behavior.
1: So, and uh, when you say conduct, that sort mm-hmm. of fits into the uh, uh, eight limbs. Where exactly. they talk about uh, you have to first be
2: the Amas and the Amas, right? Yes, you have to do the right things for your own self and for your community.
1: And most yep. people in the yoga world today don't read that part, no, or if they, they do read it, it <laughs> they, they yeah, they don't yeah. follow through with it.
2: No, no, and they don't actually uh read, they don't he- or they don't hear. Uh, What it actually says because
1: they're not working on strength
2: because they are not working on strength
1: and character and
2: character exactly exactly so the Upanishads are Are beyond amazing. So the whole point the whole bottom line of the Upanishads is start with the simplest which is your food breath work comes next
1: So, and we'll talk about that in next week's episode.
2: Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive.
0: If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, Namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.